thank you, brother, um, for, for leaving us such a joy to be with the people of God once again. And um, I can't wait for heaven. If heaven is going to be like that, sing like that, then take me now. Take me now. If you've got your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Genesis chapter 18. Verse 1 to 8, Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 8, I will read the scripture from the English Standard Version, and then we can press on. Genesis chapter 18, verse 1 to 8, here's the word of God. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourself and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servants. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, three sears of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf tender and good and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. Let me pray. Our gracious God, we desire to hear from your word. And so we ask for power from on high to really impact our souls and our hearts, to really impact our being such that we are compelled to live a life that is appropriate in your eyes. We now ask, O oh God, that you may be with us as we even look at your word together. May the hearers not see me but may they see Christ, may they hear from the word of God. And may they not be straying. Help them, help me to be faithful and honest to the text. Keep me from error, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been stranded? Have you ever been to a place or to a people where you sense 
through their actions that you are not welcome. It may be through their actions, through their words or lack of words thereof, that you probably end up contemplating leaving or making a dash for it. Well, friends, here at BRBC, we are now starting a small series on hospitality. Uh, at least when I'm preaching uh, for the next few weeks, I'll be touching on some topics that have to do, sorry, some texts that have to do with hospitality, simply because strangers will need hospitality of a different magnitude from us. But more so with the Reform Conference coming up, we need to be ready to welcome people. In our immediate context, however, we have our own issues in our homes as a church that we need the Holy Spirit to convict us of so that we may, be, we may grow and be conformed to the image of Christ. Thus, we will embark on a few journey, on a few weeks journey, as we do this series on hospitality. Well then, friends, we see in the immediate context of this passage that Abraham, or Abraham, was 99 years old. And we see in chapter 17 of the book of the beginnings of Genesis, as it is often called, had experienced an appearing by God. God had appeared to him in chapter 17. God had appeared to Abraham to make a covenant with him, who at that time was known as Abraham. And his new name, Abraham, would mean the father of a multitude or of nations, the father of many nations. And God would make an old man exceedingly fruitful if Abraham obeyed the terms and stipulations of the covenant. And the covenant consisted of circumcision of every male in the camp. And it is covered in chapter 17. And his wife was to be called Sarah instead of Sarai. Because she was to be blessed of God by birthing a son and birthing kings of peoples who would come from her. She would, she would be the mother of all nations or many nations as it were. And the son... Isaac, who was to be born of them, would establish, God would establish a covenant with Isaac, an everlasting covenant which was to be fulfilled in Christ. So the very day at the end of chapter 17, Abraham got circumcised, his son Ishmael also got circumcised, who was 30 years of age, and all the men of his house. So this is the immediate context where we find our text in 
Genesis chapter 18. And I've titled this message, God Honoring Hospitality. God Honoring Hospitality. And I want us to see three things from this text in terms of God Honoring Hospitality. Number one, I want you to see that it is inconvenient. Number two, I want us to see that it causes a response. And number three, I want us to see that it compels us to go over and above what is required of us. Number one, it is inconvenient. Verse one, Genesis chapter 18. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. The oaks of Mamre, which are found in Hebron, is where Abraham had built an altar for the Lord in Genesis chapter 13. And it was in this place that Abraham was. And the oaks of Mamre are basically big trees, oak trees, which stretch out and have a, a, a massive shade. And the, the, the area that is there has is, is got desert conditions, so these oaks provided shade for such hot weather. And even before we go far, friends, there is a striking parallel between chapter 18 and chapter 19 because chapter 19, Lot as well also got a visitation by angels, just like Abraham, but he was found seated outside the gate of Sodom. Abraham was found seated outside his tent. And like Abraham, when Lot saw the angels, he rose up to meet them and equally bowed himself before them. And then he invited them to stay with him. I just wanted you to take note of those interesting parallels. But here we see that Abraham is relaxing. There are some who would oppose this and say that no, Abraham was waiting on the Lord. Or Abraham was waiting for passerbys. Well, it may well be the very case. But I, I would like to pose to you, to, to you that after having heard from the Lord in the previous chapter, Abraham would not have anticipated another appearance. And so while unaware, the Lord appeared to him, of course, unannounced. And we will see later on even that God appeared to Abraham in this instance in the form of three men. Or that God was one of the men and the two others were angels. And the point is, friends, that we see here is that God honoring hospitality is an inconvenience. And stay with me, because you say, oh, pastor, inconvenience, what do you mean? You know, it's supposed to be convenient, you know? I'm supposed to take care of people when they come to my home. 
Simply because you will be caught unaware. When we talk about God honoring hospitality, we are talking about hospitality that is uncomfortable. You could be sitting in your home on lazy afternoon, in your home dozing off or eating some popcorn, and suddenly you receive a call from your parents all the way from Kumusha, they've got their bags. Eh? Tashika, Tashika. Open the gates, Tashika. They're ready to come and sleep at your home. Maybe you don't have relish. Maybe you have nothing to feed these people. Maybe the blankets are dirty. Maybe the kids are all over the place. Maybe everything is in a mess. Atina Mahari. But there they are. Well, the times we live in, friends, have changed. From then, right? We require to be phoned, you know, before people come. Phone, text a message, appointments. You know, you can just really rock up. Sunday, I, I really can rock up at your home, brother. But we see Abraham in the cool of day or in the heat sitting outside his tent. We don't know. The Bible does not tell us what he was doing. But based on the details, we are led to believe that Abraham was relaxing. I would even say, friends, God honoring hospitality, in a way, is an inconvenience because even if I was to call you and say I'm coming, still you'll be inconvenienced because there's always something that we're doing. We are busy people. In other words, there is never a time where convenience is convenient. I hope you're with me. There's never a time where we say I'm convenient. You are never ready for death. You are never ready for sickness. You are never ready. It comes. You still need to drop what you're doing and leave your favorite movies and sports in order to accommodate visitors. Even if you're told right now in advance, Kutivan, Varukuya, still there's some sort of inconvenience because they're coming into your life. They're coming to sort of disturb the peace that is in the home, disturb the way things are going. And it's becoming more and more unheard of for people to host people in their homes in this day and age. Rather, people would want to book lodges for their uh, visitors. Someone comes to visit you, and say, no, no, I'm booking a lodge of five stars, but why can they stay in your home? Ah, we just don't have space. Huh? Ah, we, we don't have enough food anyway, so the lodge will take care of it. But I want to say, friends, that the blatant truth is that we, as human beings, even those who call themselves the most hospitable, Christians have a breaking point 
There will come a time when you are tired of your visitors and you start showing them the door through body language. Yeah? I'll tell you a story, friends. This is of someone I know who was chased out of home. Young man chased out of home and then the relative said, we'll take you in. Ah, don't worry, your father is evil. Your father doesn't love you. We'll take you in. Anabamkuru. They will take you in. Once you are there staying, Anabamkuru. After a while, the Bamkuru starts sub subtracting food. Uh, when are you getting a job? When are you leaving? Oh, you're working now. Okay, cool. Bit by bit, there was no supper left for the person. Up until it was unbearable to stay. And the young man had to leave. People do get tired. And that is why Proverbs 25 verse 17 says, Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. In other words, friends, if you knock daily, go, 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 would, would you not get tired of someone knocking at your door daily? My point is, we need to think about hospitality in a way that we see, uh, we, we, we look at who God is and we see our own sin and we see that it is not about feelings, it's not about how we feel. People can just rock up at your house and you have to attend to them. People can just want to share your space and you have to attend to them. It's not based on feelings. And Abraham, sitting at his tent in the heat of day, did not know that he was about to have a visitation but a visitation from the Lord not from ordinary people like you and me very well I want to give an application for this inconvenience for all of us number one keep your house clean and your premises tidy always someone will rock up Keep your house clean, tidy. You're asking for, for a practical sermon. This is a practical one. Ladies, rise up early and clean your homes because visitors are always nearby. Number two, add extra to your shopping list for visitors who may pop in. You're going grocery shopping, maybe you, you buy nearby $40, add an extra 10, add an extra 15 for those who may pop in, for the members of the body of Christ who may come and say, no, no, we, 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 we would love to eat and uh, sit and eat with you. Don't be caught unawares. Do not be unprepared. Because this inconvenience will come. Number three, 
anticipate inconvenience. I'm not saying that your eyes should always be on the gate. Say, okay, you know, someone's going to know. No, 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 I'm saying anticipate that your day will be turned upside down. There has to be an anticipation. When we're thinking of hospitality. And friends, this spreads wide. It can be your neighbors, people in your community. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, your family, your rich family from the UK. No, no, no. I'm talking about anyone and everyone. All sorts of people. All people from all walks of life. I hope you're getting me. The fourth one is you must know when you're violating Proverbs 25 verse 17. This is a big one. Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his feel of you and hate you. And this is for us here, even as Christians. We must know when our stay has expired. I must not be a vex to Brother Felix. I must not be an itch in his nose. He, he must not, you know, get to a place whereby you say, Pastor Joe is in my business. And, and, and friends, this is not to say we shouldn't visit each other. We should. We should love one another. We should spend uh, time together as much as possible. But there is a way in which we need a balance to be able to not vex people as per Proverbs. And friends, this is sadly, many of our unbelieving relatives don't know this. That is where there's a clash. That is where there's a clash. And that is where we need Christ to sanctify us, to enlarge our hearts, to be able to bear with people. Who come unannounced. And we see the response. God honoring hospitality causes a response from verse 2 to 5. Abraham responds. He lifted up his eyes and looked. Alright, there he is. And behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, Oh Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass your servant or do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may be that, that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. Friends, when Abraham lifted his eyes, he beheld three men. These three men, there are two views. There are two views. There's, there's one view that God came in the form of three men. But there's another view which says that God came in the form of one of the men and the other two were angels and they disappeared later on. And that is what is probably more consistent. But when Abraham saw these strangers, 
He did not just remain seated. He, he got up with a certain urgency. And his getting up kind of reminds me of the father of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 verse 20. It says, but while the son was still a long way off, Angarikure, the father saw him and, and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So Abraham's gesture is reflected upon in the New Testament as well. Hebrews 13 verse 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So this is reflected upon in the New Testament that Abraham and Lot had certain visitations. And if Abraham did neglect to show hospitality to these strangers, it would have been unbecoming. But we see Father Abraham standing up, going to them. When he saw them, he ran from the tent, Akamanya, to meet them with glee and bowed himself to the, to the earth and said, Oh Lord. Now there's a question here as to what is happening. Because someone asked, so if he didn't know that this was God, how, why did he say, oh Lord? Why did he use the singular Hebrew word for God? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I can say is that maybe because he was a patriarch, and when he saw them, he saw that, no, 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 these are not just ordinary men. There's something happening here. But let's move on with our text. Because we're teaching on hospitality. We're not, we're not looking at the theology of who was and who wasn't. Abraham ran to his, uh, to his visitors and bowed himself on the earth and said, oh Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by. Musa Fure, look at his, look at his attitude. Abraham is not saying, when you come into my house, just go as fast as, as you can outside because there are people who do so. He's saying, no, 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 please stay. I want to bless you with my hospitality. I want to serve you. You look tired. You look wearied. It's hot. There's, there's a lesson to be learned there, friends, in how we interact with visitors who come to our homes. It could be hot. The way you extend your invitation to them says a lot to them, believe it or not. You know, you know. The way you offer them, your body language, the way you treat them, says a lot to them. Say, no, am I welcome here or should I just find my way out? But we see here that Abraham got to them 
and offered them exactly what they needed even before they asked. They did not have to ask. Listen to what the man says. Verse 4, let a little water be brought and wash your feet, all right? And rest yourselves under the tree. Water for them was to wash their feet because their feet had collected dust. And Abraham also knew that these people were tired. So they needed rest. They needed to be refreshed. And this is also important, friends, for us to be sensitive to our relatives, to, to our even uh, relatives or even uh, visitors, that when they come to us, some of them may be wearied. So we would do well to offer them rest and refreshment. Sometimes we become overzealous and want to interact with them till the wee hours of the morning. Person just wants water and rest. Sometimes <laughs> want to fellowship. Yeah, so much conversation is going on around. And the person is just worried. Let's just keep that in mind. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest for yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. While I bring a morsel of bread, that you may refresh yourselves, okay? And after that, you may pass since you have come to your servant. Friends, I want you to note that the guests did not ask Abraham for what they would want, but they were given what was available. In this demanding world where hospitality has been handed over to the tourism industry and guests demand what they want to eat and can even throw food in the waiter's face if it is not up to standard, the biblical model is that you eat what you are given. It is unbecoming of a Christian to be demanding of certain foods when you go to other people's homes unless you are actually allergic. Meaning that's something that can make you sick or die. It is unbecoming to say, It is not a good way. You know, sister you know, If you have been given water, drink water. These guys did not ask Abraham to say, Abraham, Father Abraham, do you have a choice calf that we can eat and uh, some cakes? They just came and showed up. Abraham was like, I will get you this. But in fact, he didn't get what he said he would get. He got the more, as we'll see later on. But the point is, you can't go around saying, I be, you know, I can't believe they gave us fermented milk and salsa. Huh? People are even scared now to host people. Because of the culture of demanding. 
and entitlement. People are scared now. Well, that's why we, we probably don't want people in our homes. I, I have to confess, I used to have that ideology. When, you know, my wife would say, this is what we have to say, ah, we can't force people like this. There's nothing in the fridge. They cannot eat mfusho. But having reflected on this, having reflected on the text, friends, we ought to be opening our homes and giving whatever we have with a clear conscience. Ah. No, no, when I say mavuka, I'm talking about, like, you know. <laughs> we see that God-honoring hospitality causes one to respond to visitors. Some run away from people. You may find that a man or a woman is angry in a home. I don't know if you've ever visited people where you see maybe the man is angry or the woman is angry. Or they're busy with something else. Or you have to conjure up a conversation. It's almost like you are digging into a mind. Magadi, uh, I'm fine. Oh, so where do you work? Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, how was your family? No, we're just two. Yeah. <laughs> you see, now the visitors now standing up, like, ah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I need to go. You know, I'm not welcome here. The whole time, and this is very clear for us today, it's a warning for us today in this generation that there are people who see viewing instagram statuses and scrolling through whatsapp as more pressing than having visitors friends let's let's watch how we interact with our phones when we have visitors especially people we have not seen for a while let's watch our usage of of, of these gadgets so that it, those people can feel like, no, 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 I'm not being a burden. My host is not distracted. And clearly we see a picture that Abraham was not distracted. He responded accordingly. Here are some applications I want to uh, suggest to you. Responding to visitors, number one, welcome visitors with glee. Don't, don't drag your feet. And then, you know, the moment you open the gate, the person is already seeing that, ah, abandoned. Serve what you have. You do not have to wait till you have mazoi, chicken, or samosas. Number three, serve your visitors even before they ask for food. This is a big one. This is a big one. Because they actually may be hungry and you would know. Don't wait for the visitor to say, now we are hungry. Where is the food? Where is the water? There are people who like, let's say maybe you go and visit them. You start talking to the visitor and, you know, talking to them, talking to them. But you are not really 
wanting to serve their needs. Some people generally are tired and they just need water, juice, something. And even food, I've got this is what I have for now. I can prepare something later on, but let's eat whilst we talk. It make it it makes them more than comfortable to start engaging. And extend courtesy. Be courteous. The problem is that we have left Christian hospitality to the world and said, okay, the world will be the most hospitable. That's why the hospitality industry is booming. Because we as Christians are not being what we're supposed to be. People are having to pay for accommodation at our homes. We say, I don't pay. Do this, do that. But friends, thirdly, I want us to see that God honoring hospitality compels us to go over and above what is required. Verse 6 and 8 through 8. And Abraham went quickly. All right, I want you to note the haste. Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seers of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham, verse 7, ran to the herd and took a calf tender and good and gave it to the young man who prepared it, who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he prepared and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. And this is just a lesson for our sisters in the kitchen. I hope I'm not interfering with the kitchen. Say, ah, pastor, you're not interfering with the kitchen. When you have visitors, haste, there's, there's a need for, for, for urgency. Because it makes the visitor feel like they're important. It makes the visitor feel like, no, 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 my case is urgent. This person has seen that I am in need of this. It could be even uh, uh, someone who comes to our church and is hungry. We are ought to respond. Not sort of dawdling. Ah, Run! Go and get them food. Make them, you know, make them comfortable. <coughs> Abraham went to his wife and he told Sarah to be quick. Notice how he changes from what he had promised them. He had, oh, he had said he would make them bread, a morsel of bread. But he in, he is... is he changed it to cakes. So she was meant to make cakes. And he ran to the herd and took a calf. He ran to his crowd and took his choicest of animals. Tender. The Bible says it was tender and good. It was soft. It was his best. And gave it to the young man and pre who prepared it quickly. This is uh, very convicting for us who want to give our worst to visitors. 
you may have something that is there in your closet or something that visitors can use but you choose to hide it away so that they, can, they just use the worst of what you have not the best what did god do for us friends he gave us christ he gave us his best god adopted us into his family by giving us his best and we as we we're saying earlier on god and man at table are sat down we are sitting with the very best of the best and friends this is a posture of the heart it's not really to say no no i need to have glistening curtains i need to have the best blankets but it's really to say in your heart have you given your best in this area of hospitality have you made sure that when that person goes out of your gate best belief when they get to their place they'll say i wish i could go back to my friends they 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 took care of me It's very important. Hospitality is a very important facet of the church, friends. It even helps, even it's even clear in the way we treat our own visitors here at BRBC, <clears throat> which I'll get to even as I go to the uh, to the to the application. To follow up people when people come to welcome them into the church, to make them feel at home, ask searching questions not really to be annoying because some people get annoyed by searching questions but to really be genuinely concerned about the person but we see here abraham going over and above what is required of them he promised them bread he gave them cakes he didn't tell them there's a calf he went in secret to kill a calf he went and asked the boy to kill it and to prepare it. Yeah, this is almost uh, un unreal. Because think about how beef takes, how long beef takes. Think about how long cakes take to make. But these people were all the time, they were under the tree. He also gave them curds and milk, which is camel milk, and the calf that he prepared. And he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. I want you to note, friends, his posture. The reason why he stood by them was not to disrespect them. You know, I know that in our culture we say, you sit down but here abraham was was showing his readiness to spring at the very request of his visitors to say i'm ready is there anything else you need you've got water to wash your feet you've got your food you are eating and i'm you know is there anything else i can do for you maybe you want to sleep over maybe you 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 have decided not to pass through because sometimes you just want to ha ah, 
Go as fast as you can so that I can be with my wife. What are you doing in my house? These people are annoying me now. They should go. They should go. But Abraham was like, no, 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 no. I'm standing here so that I'm ready to serve you with every anything else that I may have. So that you may feel comfortable. Of course, the, the story goes on where the man asks, where is your where is Sarah, your wife? This, of course, is a depiction of what we see in the New Testament, right? It, it, it prefigures the wise man who came to announce that a child will be born. But here it says, in verse 9 says, they said to him, where is your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. And then they told them what would happen. We will return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Abraham gave them the seat and showed them a posture. Of anything else I can do for you, I'm here to serve you. Let me give you an application. Four applications. Give your giving your best does doesn't mean giving the fanciest. Your effort matters more than how much you have spent. Take care of that friend. Giving your best does not mean giving your fanciest. Number two, going above what is expected means sometimes giving up your comforts for strangers. Giving up your only chicken that you had in the fowl run. Just to say, no, 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 there are visitors here. Let me, you know, but it's not done in a begrudging manner. Oh, what a loss. Ah, no. <laughs> it's not done that way to say, ah, what a loss. It only lost, right? <laughs> no. God looks at the heart. Number three, be generous. You don't have to be a hoarder of things. If you have, give. Musavi gezin. And it's very, you know, it's very uh, apparent in our the older generation my mom before she passed away her, her sisters they used to hide stuff you know i never used to understand you go into the house every nice thing is in the bedroom and you know the visitors are being fed all these things and i'm saying but what's happening there what's happening there and then my mom had to explain to me, no, take a cool at Shiviga. Even Kukumusha. They used to hide those things because they grew up without them. So they want to hold them, to keep them. Number four, when strangers come to BRBC, as we as members should be fighting, this is a big one, to host them in our homes. That's what I pray for this church. When people, because the church is growing and people will come. People will come, friends. COVID is going. 
People who come with their expectations. We ought to be people who are saying, you know, not, not really in a, in a spiteful way, but in, in a, in a God-glorifying way to say, come, come to our home. Come to our home. When we first went to Zambia, we it's almost like we got a culture shock. You need I got a culture shock because I was used to being invited to homes. Ah, we in Zimbabwe, no. They everyone would say, come, come, brother Joe, come. And I was feeling, oh, I'm so special. <laughs> huh? So nice to be taken care of. Friends, we see that Abraham foreshadowed Christ in this instance. In welcoming strangers in his humility, in taking upon their burdens, he took upon their burdens and making them his own, which is exactly who Jesus was and what he did. He welcomed the sick and the weak. He associated with even the likes of Zacchaeus, the one who was a hated text collector for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Zacchaeus being saved. He said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to stay at your home. And friends, the way we host people shows a reflection of the gospel. There's a difference between Christian hospitality and worldly hospitality. The world's hospitality is proud. It makes you pay for profit. It's cold. It, it, it keeps account. I've hosted you 50 times. <laughs> I've hosted you. And yet the Christian hospitality is loving, caring, it's evangelistic, and it's free and gracious, not keeping count. And my question for you today is one. Where do you fall, my friend? And I will let you answer that. Amen.